Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Call of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Cliff Duvenois, and this is it. After about six months worth of work getting this podcast off the ground, we are now full speed ahead. Now, you may be asking yourself, self, why should I care about this podcast? And that is a great question. But before I answer that question, let me share with you the genesis of this podcast. For me, this has been a year of growth. What can I do to grow in my mind, my body, my business, and in my relationships? And while I walk this path, God laid upon my heart this recurring theme of leadership. When I share this with people, I am amazed at how many leaders are in our community and in our state, these unsung heroes that work hard every day to make our world a little bit brighter. Their stories, they're compelling, they're even inspiring. One day I wrote something down, stronger leaders make stronger communities. And then I asked myself, how can I make this true? Well, the answer would come from an unexpected source. Mr. Rogers, last year, Won't You Be My Neighbor came out and it's this biopic of Mr. Rogers starring Tom Hanks. This movie endeared itself on the nostalgia collective of anybody who grew up in front of a television. Every day, Mr. Fred Rogers opened the door of imagination and taught us all how to be kind to one another. But before this national treasure was created, Fred Rogers was a music major. After college graduation, he wanted to join the seminary. One day during his senior year of college, he walked through the door of his parents' home. There, in the living room, was something he had never seen before. A television. On the screen, two guys threw pies in each other's faces. Like a bolt from the blue, he knew that this could be so much more. This could be something that could inspire and empower others. And he said to himself, this could be a wonderful tool for education. Why isn't it being used this way? He put his plans on hold for seminary school. He applied and was accepted into NBC. Now, it would take a few more years and a few more maneuvers before Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood debuted on PBS. The results of that decision speaks for itself. And in the 2019 movie, one scene stands out. Mr. Rogers boards a train, and with him is a reporter who's assigned to write a story on him. The other passengers, they recognize Mr. Rogers, and they all start, oh my God, it's Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers, you know, they're pointing at him. Before long, someone starts singing, and soon everyone on that car joins in singing, and it's a song that we all know. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Mr. Rogers said, it's not so much what we have in life that matters, it's what we do with what we have. With his show for over 30 years, Mr. Rogers impacted millions of children and their parents. Tony Robbins, New York Times bestselling author, life strategist, he said, leadership is the ability to create immediate impact and compelling, lasting, positive change in others. Mr. Rogers saw that television oh so long ago, and in that moment, he felt the call of leadership. After that movie ended, I was laying in bed and I was staring at the ceiling. 
And I, and I was thinking, like my, my brain was like really grinding away about this example that he had set and the millions of people that he impacted. And I started thinking back to what was the first time that I could remember having an impact on someone? Well, that would be a trip back to the early 80s. I was 11, maybe 12 at the time. My mom ran this daycare babysitting service out of her home to make some extra money. And one of the boys that was under my mom's care, his name was Tom, he was a few years younger than me and every Saturday he would show up at the house. Now, it's Saturday morning. I'm doing my usual shoveling my mom's pancakes into my mouth. And that day we were going to be outside playing. Now, my mom, she's quietly cutting her pancake and she says, you know, Tom told his mom that when he gets older, he wants to be just like you. I stopped eating. Like me? Seriously? Why would any kid on the planet want to be like me? If I even looked at a girl, she would spray me with mace. I sucked at sports. Geek and nerd were stapled to my forehead. My mom had to replace my whitey tighties every single week because of all the atomic wedgies. Well, by the time Tom had arrived, I forgot all about what mom had said. We ran outside to play and there was this forest not far from where we lived and we would go out and explore it. As we were a crew of about six or seven kids and we're out walking through this woods, I spotted this fence. And after I spotted this fence, the smallest kid with the smallest bladder said, I have to pee. Now on this fence, there was this fence post and it had these small white knobs. It was electric. And I had this evil thought form in my mind. So I turned to that smallest kid and I said, you know what? If you have to pee, go pee on that fence. And that kid stopped. His eyes narrowed on mine. He cocked his head. Are you sure? Go on. I turned away, trying to hide my smile. Or don't go. We'll be leaving shortly. We will not be stopping. And if you pee your pants, that's your fault. Well, the little kid didn't want to pee his pants. So he stepped up to the fence. The sound of a zipper filled the air. That is when I felt Tom's eyes on me. Dun, dun, dun. Guilt hit me. Now, so many kids had been mean to me. Here I was being mean to this little kid that didn't deserve it. And worse, Tom observed what I was doing. And I thought to myself, I can't let this happen. Oh, I'm just kidding. I patted that small kid on the shoulder. You see those white knobs on that fence? That usually means it's electric. Of course, that kid got pissed, punched me in the arm, and we're all like laughing. But for some reason, I felt I had to be better, that I had to be more. My actions were being judged. I hope Tom saw what I had done and had learned from it. Now, is this something I'm particularly proud of? No. It was a dark moment. But sometimes our best comes from within the darkest moments because in that moments we remember that we can still impact others. I started thinking about other people that I knew when in the darkest hours made the decision to still try and bring out the best in themselves and in others. The name Travis Mills came to mind. Now, Travis, he comes from my hometown of Vassar, Michigan. And he has always had this innate leadership quality to him in sports, growing up, and in high school. When he joined the Army, it is of no surprise that he quickly climbed the ranks. He married Kelsey. 
He had a daughter named Chloe and they bought a house. And to quote Travis from his book, Tough As They Come, he wrote that they were living the American dream. During a tour in Afghanistan while on patrol, Mills put his backpack down right on top of an IED. Improvised explosive device. The explosion shattered his dream. All four of his limbs, gone. With the unrelenting pain, with the realization that this might be his new life, he hit his darkest hour. He had hit rock bottom. He wrote in his book, I told the nurses that I just wanted to die. He tried to convince his wife to leave him, to go find somebody else. He would go on to write, I wanted her to leave me and I wouldn't blame her if she did. But you know what? She didn't leave him. In writing about the incident in her journal, Kelsey wrote, Till death do us part. Travis's resolve kicked into high gear. And he focused on getting himself right, not only physically, but mentally. He had to learn how to walk again, had to learn how to eat again. Those thousand little tasks that you and I take for granted every single day. And he somehow managed to write a book, which led to an award-winning movie. On that long road to recovery, he received hundreds of requests for public speaking engagements, radio, television interviews like Fox News, all sharing his story with thousands of people. But he wasn't done, not by a long shot, because he felt he was able to contribute something more and to be more. Both he and his wife, Kelsey, focused on creating a foundation where other recalibrated veterans and other families could come. Summer, winter, didn't matter. He had impacted millions with the story. Now he was helping hundreds of veterans and their families. Now he is a leader for his community. But none of that would have happened without Travis first making that decision internally until he could become a leader for himself. Dr. John Maxwell, published author, speaker, the world's most renowned expert on the topic of leadership, said true leadership always begins with the inner person. Travis felt that call to leadership. His journey started with becoming a better leader for himself. From there, he was able to become a better leader for his family. From there, to become an awesome leader for his community. When I first heard Travis's story, it inspired me. But what could I do? So I started writing simple little stories that I could share. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to put these things out on Facebook. So day after day, week after week, I published my stories to Facebook. Would anybody even like these stories or even find them inspirational? One day I got my first like, thanks mom. Wasn't too long after that, that someone left a comment on one of my posts and it said, Cliff, I really love your writing. It inspires me. Keep it up. And I thought, well, maybe it's just a fluke, but I kept writing my stories. I kept publishing my stories, something to inspire people. More and more messages came in. More and more comments came in. And I loved it. But I was limited. My stories would only reach a few hundred people. Travis's story inspired me to impact thousands, maybe even millions of people. You see, I love stories. I love podcasting. More important, I felt that calling. That is the genesis of this podcast, to find other leaders from our own backyard, whether they're impacting one person or one million people, I do not care. My mission, find these leaders, listen to their stories, share them with you. 
Because if you ever felt that you wanted to be a better person or a better parent, a better spouse, if you've ever wanted to contribute more to your community, if you ever felt that you could be something more, that feeling you have, that's the call of leadership. Mr. Rogers answered that call. Travis Mills answered that call. Is this podcast for you? The better question to ask is, will you answer the call? Questions, comments, you can email me at cliff at calofleadership.com. Once again, that's cliff at calofleadership.com. And I will catch you in the next episode.